Hi, I'm Marcy McClendon, and this is the Equipped Podcast. Hey, well, welcome back. We have been looking at ways to be equipped for living in the days that we're in right now, how to live our faith out uniquely in these days that we find ourselves in. Uh, Today, I want to talk about being equipped to love one another. Now, that's a little lofty to spend just a few minutes talking about what the Bible says about loving one another, kind of like lifting up a wall, but I'm going to give it a shot. And I want to start with what Jesus said when he summed up kind of his kingdom ethic in John 13. Listen to what Jesus said. He said this, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. Just as I've loved you, you're also to love one another. And by this, all people will know that you're my disciples if you have love for one another. Three things about that real quick that are kind of obvious, but I want to point them out. One, to love one another is a command. It's a command. Number two, Jesus sets the standard for how to do it and what it should look like. Love like I've loved you. And third, this kind of love is what marks us as followers of Jesus. It's what makes us set apart the way that we love each other. Well, later on in the New Testament, Peter, who was one of the first disciples, he talks also about this kind of love. He says this in 1 Peter 1. He says, Having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth for a sincere brotherly love, love one another earnestly from a pure heart, since you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and abiding word of God. Well, Two quick things to point out about what Peter had to say. First, when he says that word that we're to love earnestly, that word means to love fervently or intensely. It's the same word that was used of Jesus when he was praying in the Garden of Gethsemane. He was, this was hours before he was going to be arrested and crucified. And it says this in Luke 22. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. There's that word, earnestly. And his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down to the ground. So that kind of earnest prayer in Jesus provoked a very powerful reaction. The same thing should happen when we love one another. It should be so earnest, so fervent, that it creates a powerful reaction. Well, the second thing about that verse in 1 Peter, Peter indicates that that kind of love is a result of being born of God's seed. It's a result of being born again. And when we're born spiritually, this kind of love becomes our new genetic predisposition. It's kind of like when you get a bone marrow transplant. They first, they they pump all this chemical into you to kill off the old bone, your bone marrow, so that they can infuse healthy new bone marrow into you. It's the same thing. You're remade. You're recreated. You have a new genetic disposition. Have have you had conversations where um, you've said, oh, they have the Smith nose. I can just tell. Or, Or, boy, she has the Williams temper. That's, that's a statement of two things. One, people are born with genetic 
um, dispositions that they have no control over, meaning um, you don't have control when you're born about what your nose is or what your ears are or um, how tall you are. It's predetermined by your genetics. But secondly, notice this, that there's a likeness that happens when you spend a lot of time around people. And so there are likenesses, there are um, behaviors about your family that become true of you because of the amount of time that you spend around each other. And it's no different in our family of faith. When, when people see a Christian, they should have this intuitive reaction. Oh, she must be from the Yahweh family. She must be of Christ because of the way that she loves, the way that she treats people. I love what some early writers have said that I found from the first and second century. These are people that saw Christians and the way that they transformed um, personally and then the way that they transformed the way that they treated people. I want to read these two real quickly, and then I'm going to include a third one that's longer in the description. Whether you're watching it on YouTube or listening on a podcast, it'll be in the description below. Listen to what one of them, um, an early writer in the second century, said. As for their servants or handmaids or children, they persuade them to become Christians by the love they have for them. And when they become so, they call them without distinction brothers. And then he says this, And if there is among them any that is poor and needy, and if they have no spare food, they fast two or three days in order to supply the needy their lack of food. That's what early Christians were known for, the way that they treated each other. The second reading I want to share with you is from um, a scholar named Tertullian. He said this, On the monthly day, if he likes, each puts in a small donation, but only if it be his pleasure, and only if he be able, for there is no compulsion, all is voluntary. These gifts are not spent on feasts and drinking bouts and eating houses, but to support and bury poor people to supply the wants of boys and girls destitute of means and parents and of old persons confined now to the house, such too as have suffered shipwreck. And if there happen to be any in the mines or banished to the islands or shut up in the prisons for nothing but their fidelity to the cause of God's church, will they become the nurslings of their confession. But it is mainly the deeds of the love so noble that lead many to put a brand upon us. Listen to these words. He says, this is what was said about the Christians. See, they say, how they love one another, for they themselves are animated by mutual hatred. But see, they say about us, how they are ready even to die for one another, for they themselves would sooner kill. Let it be said of us, see how they love one another. You may have gotten your nose from your dad's side of your family. You may have gotten your pension for numbers or gardening from your mom's side of the family, but you have your capacity for earnest, fervent love from your Father. My prayer is that we will figure out how to love one another like that. Thanks for listening.